This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day, there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And we have someone with us who I think I have every single year. At least we have the <laughs> fantabulous Brian Basilico on as a guest. I think, Brian, you are actually the person who has appeared on the program just second to me, um, you know, and, and it's because you have such fabulous information and I always love having our, our chats. So welcome back. I am so honored that I have that um, distinction of being your <laughs> most frequent guest. Yeah. So that makes me a frequent flyer, doesn't it? This is true. This is true. But I love coming on your show because it's so much fun. I really yeah, do. We- the interviews are fun. We do. We always have such a great chat and people always tell me that they, they learn a lot from it. So, you know, I guess that's the important thing too. That's the whole point, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So, you know, for those who don't know you, let me tell Mm -hmm. them just a little bit about you. So Brian Basilico is the award-winning author of the best-selling book. It's not about you. It's about bacon relationship marketing in a social media world. And his latest book, toilet paper math. He was honored as one of the top marketers to follow in 2018. Brian is an online marketing strategist with over 40 years of marketing experience and the owner of an award-winning internet marketing company, B2B Interactive Marketing Inc. He is world-renowned for his LinkedIn training and innovative content marketing strategies and was one of the first 1,000 people to join the social media network in 2004. You know, I've been trying to figure out when I joined. It was pretty somewhere right around there. Mm-hmm. Brian is a syndicated blogger, podcaster, and a sought-after guest expert, hello, featured in Entrepreneur and Inc. magazines. With over 600 episodes, his show, The Bacon Podcast, is ranked as one of the top 100 marketing podcasts on iTunes and was also recognized by Inc. Magazine as one of their top 35 business podcasts. So again, Brian, welcome back. Thank yeah. you. And you could tell that's old because my, I know you oh, and me. 600. What, yeah. Well, I was going to say 700, one of, 700, one of the things mm-hmm. you and me were in sync, you know, we've yeah. got our, we've mm-hmm. got our things aligned and I know you're hitting close to 750. I'm hitting close mm-hmm. to 750 yep. right now too. Yep. So you're actually mm-hmm. 738. <gasps> there you go. I know. I know. So such fun, such fun. Well, you know, I wanted to talk to you in this new year mm-hmm. um, because marketing, sales, business, oh my heavens, it is still so wonkadoodle because of the pandemic. You know, we're still Mm -hmm. trying to figure out what's going on. I don't know that we're ever going to figure it out because we're going to have, you know, variation, whatever, as as long as we live. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of the things, and and we mentioned this in your bio, is LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. So talk to us about how we should be using LinkedIn to market our businesses better. Okay. Before we do that, I want to kind of examine the three core problems that everybody faced from 2020 to 2021 and Mm -hmm. into today. And all of these things are still there. Mm -hmm. So problem number one is how do we get our messages out? How do we market, Mm -hmm. right? And the biggest problem with that is that people are moving, right? 
People are moving from place to place to place. So you may have people in your CRM, mm -hmm. you go to call them and they're not there because right. of one of two reasons. Either they left the company and moved on to another company, actually maybe three. Mm -hmm. The company might have shut down or they're working from home and the contact right. information. Changed, their phone right? is just ringing into Never Neverland on their desk. Exactly guests. right. So that that's a problem of trying mm -hmm. to find people. And that's one of the places where LinkedIn helps is mm -hmm. LinkedIn gives you the opportunity to connect with them based on a platform, just like mm -hmm. Facebook would, but LinkedIn's more B2B. You know, mm -hmm. it's more business-based. Problem number two is the supply chain issue. It's what I call the thinning straw. The thinning mm -hmm. straw means that, yeah, you know, we're trying to squeeze more into that tight pipeline. Mm -hmm. And I equate it to trying to put an elephant on an airplane. Yes, you could fit an airplane, you know, an elephant on an airplane, mm -hmm. but it's going to take you longer to do it than a person. Right. And uh -huh. getting it off is a whole nother challenge, uh -huh. right? So it's trying to get the products out there that we have and deliver them is one of the biggest challenges, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, so, you know, how, what do we sell? What do we sell to people that we can actually deliver? I've had a lot of my customers mm -hmm. come back to me and say, hey, we got to stop selling, you know, X, like mm -hmm. labels. We can't get paper. We can't get labels. Mm -hmm. We can't mm -hmm. do this. The prices are going up, right? So the, the question I always ask my clients is, okay, if you can't sell those, what can you sell, right? right? And how do you focus on that? Mm -hmm. And then the third part of that is who do we sell to? So not only did people move and leave mm -hmm. companies, but the biggest problem is that, you know, a lot of people, especially when the pandemic hit and they started mm -hmm. losing customers, everybody was beating each other up looking for leads, right? right? They're all looking for, hey, we got to find new people, hot bodies, you know, mm -hmm. with warm credit cards to buy our stuff. And so the problem is everybody is pounding each other. Mm -hmm. and And so those three problems combined, number one, you know, how do we sell what do we sell and who do we sell to mm -hmm. is why LinkedIn is such a great platform. And the reason is, is because you can connect up with people when you connect up with them. There are ways that you can communicate with them that you can't on a lot of other platforms. Mm -hmm. And that is direct messenger. They subscribe mm -hmm. to newsletters. There's a whole bunch of different things that you can mm -hmm. do with it. So that's one of the you know, as we sit down and lay the foundation for what we're talking about today, that's why I think it's so important. So, you know, ask yourself those questions, you know, mm -hmm. how are we going to sell? Well, I think LinkedIn's a great platform to mm -hmm. do that. What are we going to sell? How do I focus on the things I can deliver and get people interested in that? Mm -hmm. And then who do we sell to? I'm going to tell everybody right now, we all hate the connect and pitch, right? We mm -hmm. get it all the time. I got one for you that happened yesterday. I think you'll really, really like, okay? So it's on this... Um, I was on this group, and, and our, our mutual friend, PJ, invited me to this big group based out of New York, and there was mm -hmm. about 100 people on this thing. And one of the guys, I had two people reach out to me, one connected on LinkedIn, the other guy sent me an email, say, hey, you know, I saw you on there, you know, let's connect up, here's my calendar, let's book a time. Mm -hmm. So I booked the time with him, and I, you know, for some reason I got busy, you know, client stuff, it's, it's mm -hmm. wonky right now, everybody's right. wonky, and I ended up showing up to the meeting late. Oops. And I said, you know, I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. I said, here's the deal. Why don't we just, you know, it's my fault. I apologize. Mm -hmm. I'm wide open Thursday, Friday. Let's find another time so we could sit down and have a real mm -hmm. convo. He says, no, that's okay. It's not a big deal. You know, the five minutes is more than enough. I got a chance to eat lunch and it's a great day, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then he sends me an email afterwards that says, by the way, if you want to come speak to my rotary, send me the info and then fill in <laughs> these blanks ah. so that you can tell me about your business and here's my business and oh. here's how you can promote me. Oh, so he in was five being helpful. Yes, right. Exactly. In five minutes, you know, what he didn't care about meeting me. You know, that's right. basically what it said. Mm -hmm. He didn't care whether he talked to me or not. All he wanted to do was the opportunity to send me his talking points mm -hmm. so I could sell his business. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you know and I know that's called a connecting pitch. It comes right. in many flavors, mm -hmm. right? But that was a unique one. I actually emailed him back and I said, so tell me, how is this working for you? How many do you do? Mm -hmm. You know, I was actively asking me. He says, oh, I do, you know, between uh, five to 10 a month. I said, okay, mm -hmm. so out of those, you know, 20 yeah. to 40 meetings that you have, how successful mm -hmm. are you with it? You know, mm -hmm. I'm just like 
trying to prime the pump with him, right. but also, you know, it's good intelligence to know right. this guy's yeah, doing it. If it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? But the key thing that you can do in, in LinkedIn is what happens, you get these connecting pitches, and you can see them all the time. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, the telltale ones for me being in, you know, the web development business, the marketing business, is somebody from India, you know, who works at an SEO company who connects mm-hmm. up with me. Right. You know mm-hmm. exactly what they're going to do, right? Mm-hmm. They don't want to follow you. They want to have a relationship no. with mm-hmm. you. They just want to connect and pitch. Mm-hmm. So... The key thing that you don't want to do is try to use LinkedIn as a lead program. It's mm-hmm. a relationship program, right? right? Mm-hmm. So how do you form relationships? That's mm-hmm. that's really what the whole premise of everything mm-hmm. that we do. My first book, It's Not About You, It's About Bacon. Mm-hmm. The subtitle is Relationship Marketing in the mm-hmm. Social Media World. Book number two is The Bacon System. Mm-hmm. And it's a system about how to create content to build better relationships. Mm-hmm. And then Toilet Paper Math takes it to the third realm. Mm-hmm. And that is, how do you do it in the B2B world, mm-hmm. right? So here's here's the way I look at it. If you want to use LinkedIn, especially now, mm-hmm. all right, the way that the atmosphere is, because mm-hmm. everybody, they, they've changed it so people can either follow you or they can connect with you, right? Right. And so... I suggest that if you have an interest in somebody, you mm-hmm. should connect with them. Don't just follow them because connecting right. with somebody gives you a better opportunity to have that conversation. You, you follow Richard Branson and because right. you know, they're not going to connect with you, but they might have some good content. Exactly. Right. So, but the key thing is, is that imagine somebody trying to do the same thing with you. So the first thing that I think people should do is pick up the phone and dial Deb Career or go to debcareer.com or LinkedIn for C-Suite or whatever it is. And the reason I suggest that is because you're the key to making this work. And the reason you're the key to make this work is there are two things that you do that I think that everybody should be doing. Okay. Number one, you should get a personal review, a second set of eyes Mm -hmm. on your own profile to Mm -hmm. see how it looks to somebody else. Because here's the thing. We, you know, we are so terrible at seeing the forest from the trees. Right. Mm-hmm. I-, I love that concept. You know, everybody says, what does that mean? What does forest from the trees mean? Mm-hmm. Well, you're so busy looking at a tree that you can't see all the other trees around mm-hmm. you. And what we tend to do is look at our own. Mm-hmm. So in the process, I know we'll talk about my ebook later uh, that I wrote for my customers. But in the process of doing that, I wrote it and then I put it in front of a writer and the writer rewrote it and I sent it back. And I sent it to a whole bunch of other people. Mm-hmm. I slowed down. It took me three months to do this, but I put mm-hmm. it in front of a whole bunch of people and right. they all came back with different perspectives mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. it. A sales guy looked at it differently. A marketing person mm-hmm. looked at it differently. You looked at it differently, mm-hmm. right? And everybody came back with different feedback. And what that told me is how they read what I was trying to say. Right. And it didn't resonate with everybody the same mm-hmm. way. So then I polished it again. And I sent it out and I got feedback again. Mm-hmm. And, and by the third rendition, I'm actually at, at, at um, rendition 3.7 right now and it's still <laughs> not done. Mm-hmm. But 3.7 was good enough to put out to the world. Mm-hmm. But the key thing is, is that by getting everybody's perspective on it, it made it better for the end reader to mm-hmm. want to read it, right? right? It spoke to them better. Mm-hmm. So that's the same thing everybody should do with their profile. So tell mm-hmm. me, when you go in and do a profile, I'm going to turn the tables and interview you now. <laughs> when you go look at somebody's profile, mm-hmm. what are the things that you notice the most? What do you see more often than not? You know, the missing information, I think, is is probably the, the big thing. First of all, I, I don't even look at somebody's profile if they don't have a picture. You mm-hmm. know, if, and And it needs to be a current picture. Which I'll admit, especially for women, is sometimes a little tricky because, you know, sometimes we frequently change our hair color style, all of those things. Yes, yes. You know, and so, um, you know, it needs to be a current picture. I tell people, if I have never met you, I should be able to look at your photo in LinkedIn and walk up to you in a crowded room. Starbucks, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and and now we're not doing that, but you know, um, I should be able to pick you out of the Zoom lineup. Um, and mm-hmm. but. You know, and and then they don't take advantage of the the cover image, that big mm-hmm. billboard behind somebody's head. Um, you know, they also don't have a good headline. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it's it's interesting. I, I get a kick out of people's headlines because I'm a, I'm a, an old PR person. You know, and and so mm-hmm. headlines matter. You know, you you get you you have a headline that people read, and that's where they determine do that we want to read more. 
or go to the next person or the next article. And so, you know, the people still are using the default of what their current job title is. Mm-hmm. Who cares? I don't care that you're the president of Acme Company. Doesn't matter to me in the slightest. Right. Um, you know, and, and so I want to know what that headline is. And that shouldn't be your sales pitch. It shouldn't have your email address, your contact information, all of those various things. It should be a headline. It should be designed to generate interest so that people go, ooh, tell me more. Right. Um, you know, and then when you start going through the profiles, I always tell people, it doesn't matter who's I read, unless it's somebody like yours who uses LinkedIn so much, I almost always tell some people more. You need mm-hmm. more. You know, they'll put like two sentences for experience or nothing or um, for their about section. Some of, some people don't even fill it out. And, you know, that's where you want to use as much of the, the allowed number of characters as possible. You know, mm-hmm. suck people in with that content. And then it's exactly like you said, you need other people to read it. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, it's really hard to write about ourselves. I mean, yes. it's just, you know, and unless we're an egomaniac. And and then it's going to be written poorly. Um, but it's it's very hard to read about our or to write about ourselves. So you want someone else to help you with that. Yeah. I you have a, a question. A tomato tomato question. Are you uh-huh. a first person or a third person writer of people's profiles? You know, I went to third person for a while, and because that was kind of the trend. So so you know what we're talking about is the profile would say Deb Creer does such and such and so and so. First person would say, I have done, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 you know, and, and it's funny because you look at some of the big profiles and they're third person. Mm-hmm. So to me, that shows that it, it was very clearly written by someone else. So right. it is saying Bill Gates did yada, yada, yada. Um, to me, you want it to be like, you're talking to that person mm-hmm. and it is awfully pretentious. If I were to say, well, Deb Creer does such and such, and Deb Creer does that, no, I'm going to say, I did this, I did that, um, mm-hmm. I am experienced in, and and so I do prefer first person, and that's I fine. think it's just more more personal, um, yep. you know, and, and that comes back to exactly what you were saying: it's relationship building. Right. You know, do you want to be, you know, do you want to get to know somebody who? right off the bat is pretentious. And we've all been on dates with people like that, right? You know, might've been mm-hmm. a long time ago, but we, you know, and, and you're like, okay, no, I uh-uh, no, not doing that. <laughs> but when you want to, when you want to see them again or be friends with them or, you know, all those things, you want the warm fuzzies and the warm yep. fuzzies come from saying, I do, I love, you know, all of those various things. And I agree 100% and all that stuff. And and I think one of the things is the, you know, there are eye maps and heat maps and things like that. You don't necessarily get it on LinkedIn. But the key thing is the first thing people look is your face. The next thing they look at is the cover. Mm -hmm. And then they look at your title. Usually they go in that circle. Mm -hmm. And then if it's intriguing enough, they will scroll down, Mm -hmm. right? And one of the other things that a lot of people do not utilize is featured content. Featured Mm -hmm. content should be the specific things Mm -hmm. that you want people to click on to get more information Mm -hmm. about you that is consumable, right? Mm -hmm. It could be a video, could be an ebook, could be an article, could be something like Mm -hmm. that. You know, you want to have something in there. Again, it's it's getting them to take that Mm -hmm. train. If somebody makes it down to your volunteer positions, Mm -hmm. that means they're super interested in you. Mm -hmm. Right. They like and, me. They really like me. <laughs> but even those should be interesting, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I volunteered for United Way. I was on their board for years. Right. Why would I not want to put that in there? Why would I not want every single job mm-hmm. I've ever had, mm-hmm. right? Even if you worked at a McDonald's flipping burgers, I mean, yeah. a lot of people think, yeah, don't put that in. No, I say put it in, mm-hmm. right? And the reason I say put that in is because... You know, I worked at Arthur Anderson. The minute I plugged Arthur Anderson, I only worked there for two years. I did not play well in that corporate sandbox. <laughs> did not. No, Couldn't that's not it. a surprise. Mm-hmm. Could not do it. I tried. You know, they, they came to me and said, hey, we're going to give you a lot of money. A headhunter found me and said, we're going to mm-hmm. give you a lot of money and come in and be a manager. Mm-hmm. No, nah, it didn't work. But I still put it in there, even though I only lasted a year, because I don't care. You know, it's like, hey, I went in, I tried, it didn't work, right? You know, if you want to, if you don't want to work with me because I only lasted a year at a Mm -hmm. company, man, it's your problem. Mm -hmm. Um, But the biggest thing is that immediately connected me with 168,000 people. Right. 
And a bunch of those people I knew from working mm -hmm. at the company all over the world, right? Mm -hmm. So you never know when one of those connections is going to make a difference. Right. So I think that's key is getting somebody to look at it with a critical eye of why, mm -hmm. right? It's right. the whys behind it. Why mm -hmm. did you want to put in Arthur Anderson? Mm -hmm. Because there's connections there mm -hmm. that could potentially lead right. a business. Why do you want to add volunteers? Because mm -hmm. there's it basically shows that you care about other people, mm -hmm. that you're involved in your community, mm -hmm. that you're not just all me, 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 mm -hmm. me, you know? Right. Well, and volunteerism, I mean, it's one of my favorite sections to, to fill out because it does show the, the well-rounded, hopefully, person, mm -hmm. um, you know, and and. And it, it can show job skills and responsibilities and things like that that might not show up mm -hmm. in your other parts of your profile. But, you know, it might be something that that is very key to you. So, you know, maybe, you know, when you were, were volunteering for United Way, you you did special event management. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and so you're going to highlight it there. Plus, it is a way, you know, we all know that no like trust part of, right. of building these relationships and when we see things that other people have done as volunteers, it, it strikes a chord, um, you know, it gets and, and from that no to like, yeah, yeah, you know, whether you like it or not, um, you know, it's, it's funny. I, you know, I'm a, a, a big volunteer supporter of university of Colorado. Mm -hmm. um, and I have had people from schools that, you know, that, that don't like see you specifically say, Hey, you know, and uh, I saw that in your profile. What about that football game? You know, so it gives us that little connection. And in right. fact, in my headline, I say loves college sports or something like that. I mean, it's, it's mentioned yep. in there. And, and people have told me, we looked at your profile specifically because of that, because mm -hmm. they like college sports. Right. And so it drew them in because they wanted to do that, um, you know, and, 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 you know, and then I've got my stuff with, with our dog show clubs, all sorts of things. But yeah, it's a, it's a great way. And I tell people, especially if you are changing careers, that volunteer experience might be the absolute most critical part of somebody wanting to, to meet you. Right. And, and so that so here we've just kind of established the reason that you want to have a third person go through it and look at it with a critical eye, because they're going to spot things that you may not even think about. Right. That's number one. OK, so Mr. Mrs. Miss. I don't know what else you call anybody else. Listener, watcher, whatever. Now you've got your profile polished up, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the key things that you have to make sure is that you have a company page mm -hmm. and that you, your personal profile is associated with that company page, right? Yes. You want to make sure like I run mm -hmm. B2B interactive marketing. Mm -hmm. I've created a company page for B2B interactive mm -hmm. marketing. When I go to add my experience, it says B2B interactive marketing. Mm -hmm. Now, you, as a company owner, want to mm -hmm. call Deb a second time. Mm -hmm. And you know what they want to do, Deb? What? They want to call you to do an audit of their company. <laughs> and what they want to do is once you've created that nice picture mm -hmm. and you've created that nice banner for them at the mm -hmm. top and you've kind of filled in what's there and that mm -hmm. the person that you've worked with says, okay, I get it now and I understand mm -hmm. it. Now you want to look at everybody else who's working at the company. Mm -hmm. And the way you start is, and again, this is what Deb does for you, is you go look at the company page and see mm -hmm. who's associated with it, right. right? So what do you find when you look at the company page? What do you find? Well, hopefully you find a company page. I mean, yeah, you know, right. that is that is one of the, the big things. And you know, and that's a that's also tricky if it is a small organization that doesn't have one. If mm -hmm. there's not one at all, you might set one up. I'm not telling you to, but you know, you might want to do, you know, um, but, but yeah, you want to look there, say it. So say it is a, you know, a, a company page that company that does exist. You're going to look there for other people. You're going to look there to see if you have other connections with those people. Um, mm -hmm. It's, it's about building that network, um, right. you know, and, and, and you also want to look, you know, if you're the, if you are the company, you want to make sure that the people that are tied into it, first of all, are really supposed to be there. You know, right. maybe they they you know weren't. Um, and you want to make sure that they all have consistent messaging, especially if they're on the sales team, which is what you do, because right. you know, we people get you know, we get confused very easily. And so you want to make sure that they at least have the first little bit of, you know, Acme Company does yada yada, 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 yada. And it says that consistently on every single page, you know, for, for every employee that you, you really care about. 
Exactly. And that that's one of the, there are two reasons for this. And this gets to what I'm going to talk about when we dig a little deeper. So when Deb does an audit of your page, the things that she looks at is, is the person still working there? That's one of the mm -hmm. first things you look at. Because let's say somebody used to work for you mm -hmm. and either, you know, because of the pandemic and the great resignation, they mm -hmm. left, you know, their mom and they have to be home with their kids. And now they've mm -hmm. gone to another company, right? If they're still associated with your page, but they mm -hmm. ended up taking a job with a competitor, if somebody connects with them, say, oh, yeah, I no longer work there. I work mm -hmm. here. Why don't you do business with us, right? Mm -hmm. That's the last thing that you want. Right. And and the second one, like you said, is that consistency factor. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times what you find is a bunch of people without pictures, without mm -hmm. headlines, with mm -hmm. VP of sales, you know, yep. all those kind of things. Mm -hmm. You want to have that consistency. Mm -hmm. The reason is, is because somebody may be looking for what you do. So let's just mm -hmm. say you sell hot dogs, right? Mm -hmm. And they've got a bunch of buns and they need hot dogs. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they know you work at that company, but they don't know what you do. So they go look up the company and all of a sudden they're looking for you and saying, wait a minute, I know Jamie. And mm -hmm. Jamie used to work with me at this other company. I'm going to contact Jamie and say, hey, Jamie, let's connect up, mm -hmm. right? So it becomes another entry into your company. Yep. And that's the thing is that if they have relationships with multiple people, it makes you go higher up mm -hmm. the food chain, mm -hmm. right? So having one of those audits done, auditing your own personal profile and making sure that you have a company audit done so that everything is consistent, everybody who works there has a profile, as many as you can, mm -hmm. is uber important. Mm -hmm. So that's that's why I think that's the first thing they need to do is contact you and do those two things, right? Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. So now you've got your whole LinkedIn profile set. Right. And, and you're rocking it. You're great. Right. <clears throat> you've got everything all set up. And now the big challenge, and this is the thing that I've learned over the course of time, is that most people don't log into LinkedIn enough. Mm -hmm. And 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 so in order to make the tool work, you really do have to be an active participant. Mm -hmm. In other words, you have to go in and wish people a happy birthday. You have to go in if somebody changes jobs, figure it out, congratulate them, go change them in your CRM. Mm -hmm. So one of the first things that I tell companies to do is I tell them to talk to their sales team and have their sales team with those clean new profiles, mm -hmm. those spiffy new profiles that are all polished up and their hair is done. Mm -hmm. and, and go connect up with your current customers. Mm -hmm. And then after you connect with your current customers, now not everybody will connect with you, right? But right. you can try, mm -hmm. right? But go find them, try to connect with them, right? right. And if and they're LinkedIn not- is where you want to do this. Right. You know, connecting with your customers on the other social media platforms is a little- iffy, <laughs> maybe even a little dangerous, depending yes. on how you post. Yeah, that's the one that's the one thing about if you go to if you go to something like a Facebook or an Instagram, you're going to mm -hmm. see a different side of your customer. Right. You need to know that you shouldn't mm -hmm. even care about it. No. You know what you care about is business, right? Mm -hmm. Just because somebody likes uh, ketchup on their hot dog doesn't make them a bad person. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> that would be me. Yeah. Well, I grew up in I grew up in New York. So you want to talk about it? You know, I like ketchup on my hot dog. It's quite cool. You know, and what, relish. Yeah, see, I don't do the relish stuff, you know, none of the green stuff. It's got to be red, you know. So anyway, somebody hates me because I, I have ketchup, right? Mm -hmm. And that's that's the problem with the other things mm -hmm. is they're very emotionally driven right. where LinkedIn doesn't do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and if people do it and, and get a little wonky on there, mm -hmm. I usually unfriend them anyways because I, I don't have time mm -hmm. for the drama. You know, it's mm -hmm. a no drama social media as compared right. to some of the mm -hmm. others. But the key thing that you want to do is get your team to go connect up with all of your customers if possible. Mm -hmm. And the other thing, too, is if they go connect up with your customer and your customer isn't on there, you might find other people in the organization, mm -hmm. right, right, that you know. And if the person you're connecting up with left, then it's mm -hmm. good to know that they left, right? You mm -hmm. want to know that, too, right. that the customer that you've been selling to, mm -hmm. even though they've been consistently mm -hmm. purchasing things, you know, mm -hmm. so some people, it's like you're, you're on Amazon, you've got the toilet paper of the month club, mm -hmm. and, you know, they ship you a little Northern, a little Scots, a little of this and that kind of stuff. Um, and you're, you have that in your business and that person is left and you're mm -hmm. still communicating with them, sending a message is, Hey, mm -hmm. you know, how you doing? What's going on? Right. And the email never gets answered. Maybe that's why. Right. Mm -hmm. So well, it's good and that's you. what you were talking about at the very start because of the right. pandemic, all these people have moved around and you want to find out a, if they're still there, right. If they're not, where are they? Right. And C, I guess it would be, um, because I skipped B in there. Um, and, well, and B is who, a supply chain. Can yes. they give you what yeah. you need? That's yeah. the second one. And yeah. and the other would be, 
who might have taken their place. Exactly. And can you connect up with that person at the other company and sell them, you know, hot right. dogs, you know, buy hot dogs from yeah. them there and, say, and hey, sell them I used buns. to, you know, I used to work with Brian. I understand Brian's not there any longer. Like to connect with you. Right. Exactly. So that's why you want to have your, your sales team connected with your current mm-hmm. customers. And we basically covered the second part is you want to connect up with your past customers. Mm-hmm. Right. So go to the past customers, find out where they are, connect with them. They may not need you, you know, Mm -hmm. but if they but if you're connected, the thing about connecting is that in the algorithm sphere, all right, within LinkedIn, and this isn't there's no exacting number because LinkedIn does not send you a secret formula or herbs and spices. Right. But there's a there's kind of a a level after using this since 2014, which is now what it's 22 Mm -hmm. do the math about 18 years. so the bo- after 18 years, I kind of get a sense of what's going on. And, and in there, one of the things that happens is if you're connected to 1,000 people, about 150 people will see your posts. I can tell you they won't see your business posts. Right. If you put it on your uh, company page. If they're connected with your company page, that's fine. But most mm-hmm. people don't connect up there. Right. Average company is about two. Yeah, my company people. page has like three. <laughs> right. Yeah. Average big company, you know, you're not Coke. Coke might get 25,000 or 100,000, mm-hmm. you know, but... The smaller companies, mid-size companies, usually get about 250. And so if you post something in there, you're only talking to 250 people in their newsfeed, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm connected to like 5,000. Mm-hmm. And, and that's that sounds like a lot, but it's really not. I right. mean, you have a 30,000 limit. And I literally mm-hmm. speak all over the country and go to conferences. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I finish, go to a meeting, I end up getting four or five requests mm-hmm. anyways. Mm-hmm. And, you know, stay in touch with those people. But the key thing that you want to do is that when you post content, only about 150 people are going to see them. Mm-hmm. So the more people your salespeople are connected to, the more people they're going to see it. That includes your current and past customers. Mm-hmm. Now, the last piece of this puzzle is prospects versus leads, right? I know. But I'm going to sell you a whole bunch of leads, Brian. Yes, exactly. Right. That's the whole point. They're going to sell you leads. You know what a lead is? It's a cold call. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. A lead is somebody who is breathing and may have a wallet, but you don't know if they're, where they're at in the buyer's journey. Everybody has mm-hmm. a buyer's journey. Buyer's journey is three things. Mm-hmm. Awareness, education, and sales, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody first gets to know you, that's awareness, right? Mm-hmm. You go meet somebody and you shake their hand, you meet them at a place, they know you, but you don't mm-hmm. like them and they don't like you yet. Right, because right? you, you, you don't know them. You haven't spent enough time with them. Right, just like that guy that I talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. He never got to like me. He mm-hmm. just got to know me and he immediately went right for the trust. He said, mm-hmm. okay, I'm jumping over the like thing. I don't want. I care if I like you or not. I, I just want you to promote me to your people. Mm-hmm. So just after this five minutes in this email, you should trust me enough to sell me to your customers. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to work. Uh-huh. Um, that's why I wanted to find out how it was working for him. And I probably right. know I wouldn't get the truth. But the reality mm-hmm. of it is, is that, you know, you need to go through that process. And the mm-hmm. same thing with your customers. So a, a lead is a is a, a cold call. Mm-hmm. And if you did enough cold calls, you would get somebody that would eventually buy from right. you, right? I mean, it's, it's a- like what we used to do with direct marketing, with direct mail. You know, mm-hmm. you bought a zip code and you mm-hmm. sent to everybody in that zip code. Right. You know, yeah, that was... 30,000 leads, but there might've been two people in there that were actually going to, to buy, your, buy your product or service. Exactly. I mean, it, you know, just use, use a um, HVAC company, right? What mm-hmm. you're hoping for is that somebody's heater um, breaks down, right? right? If you send out 30,000, there's probably only two people in that 30,000. A, that doesn't already have somebody and B, just happen to catch them at the right mm-hmm. time where their furnace was going wonky, right? So you're spending, you know, all this money to get two leads mm-hmm. And you're spending, say, $1,000 to send that out. The cost of acquisition is 500 a lead. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, and those leads may be that, okay, you come in and you give them a price and they go to mm-hmm. five other people. And the next thing you know, you sold nothing. So a lead is not a sale, mm-hmm. right? A lead is just the opportunity to talk to somebody when they have a problem. Mm-hmm. So the key thing about the buyer's journey is that nurturing process of know, like, and trust. Mm-hmm. No, I got to know you, right? Mm-hmm. Like is we connect up on LinkedIn and you go look at my profile and I go look at your profile. It's like, wait, you work in a beagle club? I just got a dog. I want to mm-hmm. talk to you about dogs. I mm-hmm. love dogs. Let's talk about dogs. Right. And you comment on my pictures of Layla carrying mm-hmm. sticks. And, you know, I always talk about tracks, your little mm-hmm. beagle that's sitting behind you back mm-hmm. there. And, you know, so we have that thing in common. Now we're going to like each other, right? It's like we have something in mm-hmm. common. But you're not going to buy from me just because I like you and you right. like me. Yeah. Right? Because here's the problem is you don't have a need to buy anything from me right mm-hmm. now. Right. 
you don't you you've gone on this um the 2022 came and you decided i'm going on a hot dog free diet Mm -hmm. okay so if i come to you and say hey deb how many hot dogs do you eat a week and you say none it's like okay you're gone let me go on to the next person Mm -hmm. no you don't do that no because someday you may turn around i might eat hot dogs again it's summertime, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to grill. It's like, you know what? I tried that diet for a while. I lost some weight, but you know, I'm walking more. I can eat a hot dog. Mm-hmm. Hey, Brian, you sell buns. I mm-hmm. want I want a bun. Mm-hmm. Um, can you sell me a bun? You know, that's when... So the whole point of the buyer's journey is you got to catch them when they're ready to purchase. Right. That doesn't mean you only talk to people that are ready to purchase. Right. You got to talk to people throughout that entire journey. Mm-hmm. Will everybody buy from you? No. But will you mm-hmm. get more people who have been educated about mm-hmm. your buns come from the purest of grains. Mm-hmm. They actually have vitamins infused in them from nature and not the injected kind. Mm-hmm. It's it's It tastes better. Mm-hmm. Um, they're microwavable mm-hmm. and they taste fantastic. Right. They will make your hot dog mm-hmm. more nutritious mm-hmm. and, and just better and right. a better experience for your life. And I'm going to tell my friends, oh my gosh, right. next now, time you gra- have a picnic. <laughs> right. Now, granted, my bun is about 50 cents more per package. Right. But, but the experience you get, mm-hmm. it is so much more worth it. Now, you're getting educated about this. Like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. They have better, more nutritious buns. Maybe I should give them a try, right? Mm-hmm. You're willing to absorb that information because mm-hmm. you like me. Right. So, so And that's I know a, you've got a cute dog and this and that. And, and you know, we've, we've built up that <clears throat> relationship. Exactly. Right. So then, you know, when the time comes, if you decide to buy hot dog buns, I might be the person that you talk to. So that's that's kind of the whole no like and trust, you know, journey. Once you get that customer, then it's up to you and your team to take care of the other things, which is retention and advocacy. Right. right? Retention is keeping them, getting them to mm-hmm. you know order the bun of the month club. And then, you know, getting them to tell their friends, you know, hey, mm-hmm. if, if you like my buns so much, if you, if you get 10 people to buy my buns, I'm going to give you a free pack of buns for every, you know, 10 people to buy it. Um, so however you do that, that's part of the process. But that's, that's essentially what LinkedIn can do mm-hmm. for you. Right. So, so now you've gotten through that buyer's journey. And, and so now you've gotten your sales team, you've got their profiles looking good, mm-hmm. right? Now you've got them connecting up with their current and past customers. And as a prospect comes in, right, they get to know people, they're entering in them in the system, right? They're connecting up with the prospects. I meet somebody at a place and it's like, okay, this person, you know, if they're a vegetarian and you know they will never change, you know, food mm-hmm. sustenance, then you don't enter them in your CRM. Right. Or maybe you keep in touch with them because they're, you know, they happen to be yeah. a, a vegetarian. Well, you might have discovered they're the head of the PTA. Right. Okay. Exactly. The PTA is going to have a, a bunch of picnics. So, right. Mm-hmm. right. So the bottom line is, what you want to do is you want to focus on that niche of people. Right mm-hmm. now, if every salesperson has 150 of them, mm-hmm. uh, in one way, shape, or form, if every salesperson has 150 mm-hmm. people that they communicate with, you know, amplify that by the number of salespeople that mm-hmm. you have. Right. Right. So now, let's just say you've got 10 salespeople for the sake of argument. Mm-hmm. Make the number simple. Each one of them has 150 they're communicating with. Now you have the opportunity to reach 1,500 people. Right. If those 1,500 people who the sales team is reaching out to mm-hmm. is commenting and liking and sharing mm-hmm. and doing things on the content that you're putting out there, then now you have the opportunity to amplify it by 10 because everybody mm-hmm. who engages, 10 of their friends are going to see mm-hmm. it, right? right? So now we're reaching 15,000 people from mm-hmm. your sales team from that 150 that each person has put together. Mm-hmm. So it starts with you, it goes to your team, getting your team involved. And keep in mind, it doesn't have to be just salespeople. Mm-hmm. It could be um, customer service. It could mm-hmm. be your HR person. It could right. be anybody in the mm-hmm. team. But now you've got them all engaged. Now, one of the things that I've learned over the course of time is that if you, if I hand you as a salesperson say, okay, I created this great content. Mm-hmm. All right. It's basically going to talk about the health benefit of our buns. Mm-hmm. I want you to go on LinkedIn and post this content. Mm-hmm. How many of those 10 people do you think would do it? Uh, it, it depends. If they have to start from scratch, probably none. Right. But even if you present it to them, mm-hmm. right? On average, it's the 80-20 rule. About mm-hmm. two out of those 10 people would do it. Yep. Right. And how many of those two out of 10 people would do it consistently every single week? Maybe one. Yeah, none, mm-hmm. usually. Mm-hmm. Um, it's rare that somebody has the consistency to do mm-hmm. it because most people aren't that, you know, that they just are not that habitual. 
Right. And they get busy and there's all kinds of other things going well, on. Well, and we want to see results. Right. And a lot of times you don't, especially not at the start. Um, right. You know, and, and so, yeah. So they're like, well, this didn't work. Squirrel. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and that's what's happened. I mean, I've trained some really big companies where I go into them and I actually show their sales team and, and the sales teams are made up usually of two different camps. I call them two different camps. There's usually more, but you know, camp A is the millennials going, Oh, cool new widget, man. You could do that with this program. That's awesome, man. Oh, look at that. You can grab. Oh, cool. I'm going to go do it. And they do it for two weeks and then they stop. Right. They get because no results. <laughs> right. Well, they get no results. They're not mm-hmm. seeing any results. So you're not going to get results in two weeks. Right. Right. This is a long term process. I mean, mm-hmm. B2B sales on average, minimum 90 days. Mm-hmm. That's if somebody's in a panic mode, mm-hmm. you know, by the time you get a PO and everything else. And, and you know, it could be upwards of two to four years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and then the older group is, Oh, this is interesting. I didn't know you could do that with LinkedIn. And they go back and they start, you know, working on their Palm Pilot and sending up mm-hmm. smoke signals because that's the way they <laughs> their BlackBerry, which no longer works anymore. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, but that's so you know you get these people that try for a while. And you get these mm-hmm. people say it's really cool and do nothing, right? Mm-hmm. So how do we solve that problem? You've gone through the process. Your profile set up right. They're doing well. Mm-hmm. So the thing you have to do is number one, you have to create the information for them. We've well, mm-hmm. already established that. Okay. So that means you have to create great information mm-hmm. and it has to be customer focused, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't, again, if you write the information, it's going to look pretty much the same as if, you know, your profile, if you did your own profile, mm-hmm. you want to get a second set of eyes on that mm-hmm. to write it from the customer's perspective. Like mm-hmm. I did with that ebook mm-hmm. You send it out to a bunch of people, get their feedback right. and then, you know, make it mm-hmm. so that it resonates with them. Mm-hmm. The second piece is you have to find a way to automate it in one way, shape, or form to get it on everybody's profile for mm-hmm. them. The cool thing about that is if you can get somebody to give you permission to use their profile, they are working for you and not mm-hmm. everybody will do it. Mm-hmm. But I would say usually, again, 80% of the teams that I work with, you know, there's about 20%. No, you can't use my profile, but the mm-hmm. other 80% do. Well, guess what? All right. If you do that, you've got 10 people sending out the same message at the same time. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say, well, isn't that flooding and, and, and automating things? No, because everybody's going to have a unique 150 people, right. which will see it. Yeah, you, you're not going to have too many <laughs> that overlap. Right. And now you're amplifying that content. Mm-hmm. What happens is if you post it on your sales team's profile mm-hmm. and somebody sees it, they may send your salesperson a direct message. Right. They may go in and look up their profile, mm-hmm. look at it and say, whoa, wait a minute mm-hmm. here. Look at this. Okay. Hey, tell me more about those buns. Mm-hmm. That direct message that they send them mm-hmm. sends the salesperson an email saying, you have a new message on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And they have to go log into LinkedIn to go check it. So it right. basically creates this mm-hmm. feedback loop of getting people to use LinkedIn mm-hmm. for sales. Right. So, so that's essentially, you know, everything in a nutshell. Right. I want to talk about one of the other things that that it's new to me. It's not new in the LinkedIn world, but fairly new that mm-hmm. you turned me on to, and that's newsletters. Yes. I think that's a great way to get content out there. Um, you know, and and it's uh, it 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 was what you you have told me for several months. Hey, you need to do this. Hey, you need to do this. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I finally did it. And mm-hmm. um, the cool thing about LinkedIn newsletters is people subscribe. Right. And, and when they subscribe, see, I'm, I've been paying attention to you. Um, yep. <laughs> when you put out a new edition, mm-hmm. LinkedIn sends them an email. Right. So they get that content in their email. So it's, you're not relying on it appearing in their, their newsfeed. They're getting an email. Um, right. And so, you know, like I said, I, you know, I paid attention and I set one up. I set one up for this podcast. Um, and so I, you know, I, and I've done it a whopping two times, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, two weeks in a row, I'm, I'm going good. I mean, you know, uh, this, you know, I'm, I'm getting there, you know, and, and I, but I've been consistent. I haven't missed any time mm-hmm. and it's simple. I mean, I created the, the image for it and then it's a, a bit of information about the two guests for the week. And then of course mm-hmm. it links to those interviews, right? You know, I send that out. And like I said, I've done it twice. I know, and I'm I'm looking right now on LinkedIn. I have 561 subscribers mm-hmm. in two weeks. Where's Where's my button? Yes. Now, exactly. granted, I, you know it's it's you know it's not monetized, but it is getting people to go hopefully to the podcast. Hey, Deb. And, yeah, you. That was easy. 
Yeah, I love it. We love our <laughs> buttons, right? Um, you know, and and it's it it took a little bit of time to actually figure out how to do it. But mm-hmm. once you know how to do it, it's it's very, very easy. Um, right. you know, it takes me five minutes to to yes. do it. And so that's a great way. And so if you have you know, content like that, that you, your sales team, your marketing team, whoever can be sending out, like we said, it goes to people's email, right? You know, it's, and they, and it's, and they wanted it. So you're not spamming them, you know, they can unsubscribe, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and it's just like any other thing. And and then they, they don't see it, but, but yeah, I mean, I was, I I'm blown away 561 and I've only done two. Right. And there's, there's multiple benefits to this. So let me put a couple of caveats on it. Um, you know, for the bigger companies, it's harder because you don't want, you know, everybody putting out their own, right. you know, uh-huh. creating their own newsletter. Mm-hmm. For solopreneurs and smaller companies, it's huge, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and the reason it's huge. Now, a, a business, if they have enough business followers, they're bigger, they can do it on their business page. Right. Mm-hmm. But for us, as a solopreneur, you're a solopreneur, mm-hmm. you know, or, or small business, mm-hmm. you do it as the owner, you want to do it. So let me let me give you a couple of things that happen. Number one, I do a weekly podcast, right? Mm-hmm. My bacon podcast. And I take that bacon podcast and I have it transcribed and I turn it into a blog. And then mm-hmm. I hand it to a virtual assistant and she basically makes the blog all pretty, make mm-hmm. sure the I's are crossed and the T's are dotted and all those things. Because um, I'm Captain Typo. And she goes through and fixes it and makes sure my English, you know, put the right emphasis mm-hmm. on the right mm-hmm. syllable and all that fun stuff. And then she takes that and, and publishes it on my blog. But then she copies that and immediately goes to LinkedIn and puts mm-hmm. it up on LinkedIn. So now I've got the same piece of content in two different places, mm-hmm. right? I'm utilizing content better. Mm-hmm. I have over a thousand subscribers on mine right now. Mm-hmm. When it sends out that email, it comes directly from LinkedIn. It doesn't come from B2B Interactive Marketing, right. which is my company. And so you pay attention. Well, number one, it's got higher deliverability because the spam filters in Gmail and Yahoo and in AOL, believe it, there's a lot of people still using AOL email mm-hmm. out there. The spam filter sees something coming from LinkedIn as more deliverable. Right. So your it's, message it's, it's gets- It's real content. Right. It's mm-hmm. real content. The other thing about it is, is that not only does it go- you know, out via email, but it also goes into people's newsfeed because mm-hmm. they're promoting these more, mm-hmm. right? So if you're going to do it, the two things that you have to make sure that you do is A, have a purpose behind it, mm-hmm. and B, make sure that you're consistent with it. You mm-hmm. don't want to do a newsletter this week and then wait four weeks and then, you know, because what you're going right. to end up with is a bunch of people that will will join in and then mm-hmm. unsubscribe because right. it's so random. they're like, they what was it. this? Mm-hmm. Right. But every Tuesday morning at 7 mm-hmm. o'clock, Julie puts it in, makes it live, and boom, everybody gets an email by 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. every Tuesday. Boom. So consistently. Mm-hmm. The other thing that you want to do with this is you want to make sure and the, and the cool thing about the people that are subscribing to it, you go look at that list. And if mm-hmm. you go look at it now, you will see there's a bunch of first-level subscribers. Right. There's some second-level mm-hmm. subscribers and but a bunch of third. thirds. Yeah. Right. right? It's people that somehow or another, some of that information shows mm-hmm. up in their news feed or mm-hmm. somebody recommended it mm-hmm. or something. Now your message is getting out to mm-hmm. a much wider audience. And usually it's very targeted towards what mm-hmm. you do because it's talking about you and your business. Right. All right. The other thing that you want to make sure is within that email Mm -hmm. that there is a call to action. Inside Mm -hmm. of that post, there is a call to action to do something. Mm -hmm. What I tell people to do is go download my ebook. So Mm -hmm. what I've done, and this is this kind of brings the whole system together. I create an ebook. And if you want to get the ebook, it's at b2b-im.com forward slash ebook. It's that Mm -hmm. simple. B2b-im.com. 23 pages or something like that. Thank easy, you. Yeah. Easy, quick read, great information. It's it's a kid's picture book with a little bit of text in mm-hmm. it, really. That's what it is. Um, but it's got some good information in there. But the bottom mm-hmm. line is I created that. So what I did is I had my VA chop it up into four or five blogs, mm-hmm. right? What did that give me? They gave me a month's worth of content, right? So every single week, uh, just one of those chapters goes into that email. Mm-hmm. And inside of that email or newsletter inside of LinkedIn is a button to download my ebook. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What it does is when somebody clicks that, they give me their information on my website in order right. to get that ebook, mm-hmm. right? 
So in yours, if you're not putting in a banner ad that says download my podcasting ebook or download mm-hmm. my LinkedIn C-suite tips, you know, you got to make, you can alternate it every mm-hmm. single week if you want to, but right. make sure you're doing that to collect the names because what you're going to do is you're going to target people that are interested mm-hmm. in what's going on. And you could do that same thing. And that's the same philosophy I use since we can't do it with the bigger companies, right? What we do is we make sure that at least the content that the salespeople are putting up are blog posts on a web page. Mm-hmm. And so they're putting up blog posts. And in the middle of that blog post, the little button that says download this ebook or download our mm-hmm. catalog or click here for this special report or whatever it is. And then if they click on that, guess what? You get their name. And mm-hmm. now the salesperson can start to have a conversation right. with those people. Right. So it's a basically it's a closed loop mm-hmm. data capture thing. And that's really what it's all about. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that I just, I had to write down, I had to make a note because in mine, I, I link to the, the two podcasts so they can listen to those, but I didn't have a button and I do have an ebook. I have an ebook on, you know, for, for this subject, it would, I have an ebook on, do you want to be up on a podcast? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it talks about, you know, the, 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 you know, how to, to do all of that simple, basic things. Um, you know, and, but, but yeah, so I need to put that call to action on there. Silly me. Mm-hmm. I've only been do, doing marketing how many years? <laughs> yeah, but that that's why you talk to me a lot because I come in with those last little nuggets. Right. And again, mm-hmm. this is why marketing for yourself is the hardest thing in the mm-hmm. world. Right. It's so hard to remember all these mm-hmm. details. Yeah, you know, all that's those, why- those trees. We're getting lost in the, in right. the, in the forest. Mm-hmm. We're going back to that original thing. Mm-hmm. And that's why I've got such a good team that's working with me that mm-hmm. kind of dots my I's and crosses right. my T's. I mean, mm-hmm. I actually hi- hired a project manager this year just because I've got so so many things going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I create ebooks, when I do this for my clients, mm-hmm. right? I've got this whole team. The first one is a writer. Mm-hmm. So the writer comes in, we interview the the client. The client then gives us the information. The writer goes back and writes the ebook. Mm-hmm. Then when they're finished with the ebook, it goes to a designer and then they tell the writer, okay, now take that information and make me five blogs, mm-hmm. right? So then the designer comes back, gives me the ebooks. We've got these five blogs. I hand mm-hmm. them to my web person who puts the blogs in and mm-hmm. grabs the images from the ebook so that mm-hmm. the ebook and the blogs match up, right? right? And then I've got an email person that does email trips based on each one of those mm-hmm. blog posts. So when you download the ebook, it says, hey, by the way, go check check out this blog, mm-hmm. right? Because a lot of people download an ebook and never read it. But if they, if I can get them back to the blog, mm-hmm. they can do one of two things, read mm-hmm. that and fill out a form or maybe download the ebook again, mm-hmm. right? And then it goes to a regular email person who sets up weekly emails that says, mm-hmm. hey, here's this week's blog post. And then there's a integration person that takes the data from the website that's mm-hmm. captured and puts it in the client CRM or ERP. So there's a whole team and a whole structure that goes right. through all of this stuff. But, you know, doing that for yourself, just remembering to put a button on a Facebook newsletter is tough because it's right. just one of those things that you just don't think mm-hmm. about. But now you can hand it to your VA who mm-hmm. does this and say, okay, one of the things I want you to do is here's two buttons, alternate them every other week, mm-hmm. one for the podcast, one for the C-suite, mm-hmm. do those things. Now you don't have to worry about it anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and it's we, we, we cover so much ground in, in these chats. Um, you know, and, and, but one of the things that, you know, we're, we're talking about, it's, it's good to have an ebook. Um, mm-hmm. And then, as you said, and then you've got all this content. And I'm guessing many of our folks just went, eh! because yeah. they don't know how to even get started, how to do that. Um, right. So how, you know, for, for people who are going, okay, Brian, I know I should have an ebook because I need that call to action and then I'm supposed to follow up and well, right. what do you tell them? Well, first and foremost, there's got to be a business case behind doing it and there's got to be right. a need on the audience mm-hmm. to want yeah, it. Yeah, you're you know, not just, just writing content to write content. Right. I'll, g- I'll give you a clear cut example of what, here's, here's the way that I do it. Mm-hmm. And that is, you know, I, I basically... Inter- as I said, I interview people to capture that content. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the biggest thing is I need to talk to them and try to listen to them as if I'm a client. So mm-hmm. that's one of the first things I suggest you do is get a writer to help you, right? Get somebody who is going to um, be able to hear you from a different perspective mm-hmm. and create that content. Bottom line is if you're going to do an ebook, pay f- 
pay for it. You know, right. don't you can do it for free. Anybody can go buy an ebook template and slap some text in there. Mm-hmm. But it, again, it's going back to what we talked about seeing the mm-hmm. forest from the trees. Mm-hmm. So creating an ebook is that one step. But then the creating the rest of the system, the ecosystem mm-hmm. that goes around it is really what makes the ebook work. Because mm-hmm. and, and let's go back to um you and me. Mm-hmm. One of the things I've done in my business is I interview a lot of people, right? Mm-hmm. Well, now this year I've started to interview authors. One of the right. biggest challenges with authors, they have a book. Mm-hmm. The main thing they want to do with their book is sell clients, right? Mm-hmm. They don't necessarily want to sell books. We know right. how rich right. we you get. Know, we're, we're not James Patterson here. Right. So what they want to do is talk to their perfect clients. But the problem is, is that when somebody puts an ebook up on Amazon, mm-hmm. you don't know who buys it. Right. If you said if Simon and Schuster puts in a bookstore, you know who buys it. So by creating an ebook around your own book, mm-hmm. right, is something that I do for those people. Mm-hmm. Is I interview them, mm-hmm. and I ask them the questions that basically are the chapters of the ebook, and then I take that and transcribe it, hand it to a writer, and write it for them, and hand them back the ebook. But the rest of the system has to be in place, right? Somebody's got to be able to download it. You need to capture the information. You need to promote it via email and social media and all those other things. So that's the system that I put together that helps people get the information out. If somebody downloads your ebook, send them the book for free mm-hmm. because chances are they're interested in what you have to say. Right. You know, that's it. So now you use your book as a, as a basically a loss leader, but mm-hmm. you've captured their name. Now you can mm-hmm. start that no like and trust process mm-hmm. with them. Right. They may end up liking ketchup on their hot dog. Mm-hmm. You never know. You never know. Right. You know, and and you do have a great new ebook. It's called Does Your Sales Engine Need a Turbo Charge for 2022? Mm-hmm. And my guess is most people are going to go, yeah. Sure. <laughs> so again, tell us, how do they get that ebook? Well, the easiest way to get the ebook is go to b2b-im.com forward slash ebook. But let me give you a better way. Mm-hmm. Go to link tr.ee, which is short for Linktree. Just mm-hmm. think Linktree. So it's link, L-I-N-K-T-R.ee forward slash bacon guy. Mm-hmm. If you go to that URL, you will get everything for me. You'll get a link to the ebook. Mm-hmm. You'll get my LinkedIn. You'll get my Facebook. You'll get mm-hmm. everything that I have, every social media link. And if you want to connect with me, it's the best way to do it if you want to have a convo. But the bottom line is you can get the book there too. Right. Yeah. And and that's that's a good tip for folks. If you have multiple social media sites, maybe multiple websites, things like that, and yeah, I it's been it has been over two years since I have handed my business card to someone. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, if you've got all that information, you can set up an account and just you know pop it out to them and say, okay, here's all my all the ways to connect with me. Yep. The only caveat I'm going to give everybody with Linktree is don't use it on Facebook because Facebook sent, uh, 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 yeah, uh, it says, uh, you know, you're cheating. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you can't, you can't put in hyperlinks that are, it's basically a masked hyperlink. And mm-hmm. what it does is it gives you links to links and they mm-hmm. don't like that. Right. But you know what? Who doesn't mind it? LinkedIn. LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because LinkedIn knows that that's how people are making connections. Right. Um, yeah. Well, LinkedIn is in a completely different business model. Mm-hmm. LinkedIn wants to get people to spend time on their site because they make their money from jobs, mm-hmm. right? Facebook, Instagram, a lot of the mm-hmm. other social media make their money from ads. Mm-hmm. LinkedIn only makes about 5% of its income from ads. Mm-hmm. The vast majority of the money they make is from jobs. Right. So they don't care. As long as people are logging mm-hmm. in and they're mm-hmm. connecting and they're doing things, mm-hmm. when somebody needs a job, it's the go-to place. Mm-hmm. So that's why they promote that kind of right. stuff. As opposed to Facebook, which says, no, 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 you can't hide a link because you may be doing something that we could mm-hmm. sell an ad to and you can't do that. Right. You might be going You might be going off our site. Oh, gas. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes. Wait, let me show you something that you're going to hate and argue with. I know. <laughs> I, I know. Or I, I love their ads. I'm like, what on earth did I do to deserve to get that ad? I mean, every once in a while, they just totally perplex me. So, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get a lot of... I, I put up a graphic the other day. It's like I went and looked at one thing, and all of a sudden, it was like... I, I think I looked at a, a... It was a digital business card. I remember it. It was... Mm-hmm. You know, I saw it, and it looked kind of cool. And I said, okay, how does this work? What do they do? Well, for $150, you get a business card you can put on an iPhone. Right. Okay. And and then they keep everything, and it gives you the connections, the whole mm-hmm. nine yards. And it was like, okay, that's cool, but I'm not going to spend 150 bucks yeah. without meeting anybody. The mm-hmm. next thing you know, every digital business card yes. ad in Facebook mm-hmm. was like one right after the other. I it know. was like Santa Claus mm-hmm. is all jumping on the pile. Mm-hmm. And know. that was my, yeah, yeah, so that drove me nuts. Well, and, and now I cheat 
you know, I like we're getting ready to go on vacation in, in several weeks. And so I'll type in once the location and then, yeah, all that'll just start appearing. So yep. cool. Well, oh my gosh, Brian, once again, absolutely fabulous chatting with you. Um, again, tell people what you do and how they connect with you. Um, make sure that you yep. get that out there. Well, the easiest way to figure out what I do is go download the ebook because it'll explain mm-hmm. it. And so, but I work with B2B companies and basically help, I, I spark their marketing to get their sales team to have better conversations with mm-hmm. their end users. So go to linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash bacon guy. All my contact info is there. Get the ebook. You'll get a good sense of what I do and how I do it. And the rest is history. And Deb, thank you so much for having me on again. I love it. I love it. We always have such great conversation, um, you know, and, 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 you know, it, it's, it's, it, I, I tell people, you know, they say, why do you do a podcast? And I say, because I learn every mm-hmm. single time I have written uh, 10 different things down um, just from our chat. And I mean, like the, the biggest one is, you know, silly person, you need to put the, the call to action on your, your LinkedIn newsletter, um, you know, and, and so, and, and now of course I have to expand and have more newsletters, but <sighs> baby steps, baby steps, <laughs> um, you know, and, and so it's, it's just, you know, we always do have a, have great conversation. People tell me that they love it when you're on because you share such great content. Thank you. Well, I appreciate cool. it. And it's always fun. I love oh, chatting yeah. with you. Oh Yeah. Well, this has been a great time. I've been having a fantastic time talking with Brian Basilico. I'm Deb Creer. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.